beautiful for Christ, we are useful to Christ, cause we're youthful for Christ, and the day with Sepia Snuddies. <laughs> Welcome to the Youthful for Christ podcast, a place where you hear what God has to say to you. Yes, we are youthful for Christ, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And at Youthful for Christ, we bear the yoke in our youth. Youthful for Christ, you're welcome. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, the 19th day of March 2021, wherever you're listening from, wherever you are, in your car or in your office or at home, wherever you're listening from, I welcome you to another special episode of What God Says to You Today, the podcast of the Youthful for Christ Him, a place where you hear what God says to you. And we want to appreciate all those who have been staying tuned to the Food for Christ podcast and to those who are joining in daily. We are so grateful. We are so happy. And we really appreciate this. And we say God bless you all very good. And so on today's episode, we're faced with this topic that has to do with everybody, everybody everywhere, because whether we are conscious of it or not, whether we like it or not, we must place our trust on something. And if this is true, the question is, wouldn't it be good that we place our trust on God? Wouldn't it be good? And because trusting in God is one difficult thing we find hard to do, that is why on today's episode we want to discuss on the topic, learning to trust God. Learning to trust God. And on today's episode we'll be considering many Bible characters and we're going to see how they fare in their lessons to trust God. We're looking at the life of Job, we're looking at the life of David, the prophet Habakkuk, the three Hebrew boys and Joseph. And we'll be looking at the five steps in learning to trust God and many things we need to do and put in place to equip and strengthen our trust in God. All those things and many more we'll be discussing on today's episode and it promises to be mind-opening and inspiring. And I'm sure you won't want to miss it. So wherever you are, just sit back, relax, go nowhere. We'll be back shortly after this break. It is what God says to you today. Brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. You are listening to what God says to you today. Brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youths yearly, 
teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27. Because at Youthful for Christ, we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. And so our central text on today's episode will be taken from the book of Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I read, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He is the one who will keep you on track. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 from the Message Bible. And talking about the word trust, this is one thing we do everywhere, every day, and unconsciously. We we put our trust in so many things, in everywhere we go and in everything we do. And yet we do this unconsciously, but when it comes to God, yet it is one difficult thing we find to do. We get a chair, we sit on it, resting all our weight on that chair without first examining the chair to know whether it will carry us or not. We go to the fast food, we order our food, and when we are served, we go ahead to eat without first examining and um, checking the process by which the food went through before it was prepared. And then we go to the taxi park, we bought a cab. We, 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 we sit at the back, we relax without knowing who the driver is, whether he's licensed or whether he's experienced or whether he's capable. We just sit and we rest our hope and we trust that we will get to our destination. All those things we do on a daily routine unconsciously. But when it comes to trusting God, we find it difficult. And since it is naturally difficult as human to trust God, that is why we must subject ourselves to learning it. And so on today's episode, we want to talk about learning to trust God. How do we put our trust in God? Because it is something we find hard to do as human. So we must subject ourselves to learning it. Now, trusting God with everything can be a sensitive topic. Every child of God has a different story, some smoother than others, why some are rough. One of the most frequently asked questions by Christians is why. Many times, many people, they ask the word why. Why is this happening to me, God? Why would you put this upon my shoulders? Why me? Why this? Why, why, why? Just so many why questions. And during these times of why, the Bible reinforces and in some cases reinstates our trust in God. And in all those things, in everything we face, in all the challenge, God is still telling us, 
giving us the same command as we can see in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 the Bible said have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go and also this one says those who know your name trust in you for you Lord have never forsaken those who seek you that is Psalm 9 verse 10 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding lean on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight Proverbs chapter 3 5 and 6 where we took our test and still despite the scriptural reinforcement despite all those things despite the encouragement Christians struggle to trust in God because they are only seeking the dark and dreary sadness they are new deep in for those troubled individuals they must relearn how to trust their Lord and Savior ultimately it is a process here other things you need to know it is a process and there are many things you need to know it is not something that comes naturally so because of that you need to learn as a Christian how to trust God and when we come back from this break we'll be considering some Bible characters we're going to look at the challenges they face their responses and how they fed in this lesson of trusting God don't go anywhere we'll be back shortly Jesus learning to trust God brought to you by you for Christ podcast a place where you hear what God says to you The Youth for Christ team would love to hear from you. So after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will be at the yoke in all youths. Okay, you're welcome back from that break and thank you for staying tuned and now we'll be considering some bible characters to see the challenges they faced to see their responses and um, to see how they fared in their lesson to trust god and see one or two things we can also learn from them and the first character i want to consider is the man job the man job and i want to read something from job chapter 13 verse 15 these were the very words of job himself job 15 13 paraphrase i read says though he slay me yet i will trust him though he slay me yet i'll trust him job 13 15 and concerning these statements jc maxwell writes statements like these shakes the very gate of hell what can stop a person who has made this kind of commitment? What? Not pain, not death, not even hardship. Nothing can stop a person who has made this kind of commitment. Look at the words of Job. 
he said though he slay me yet i will trust him in fact i guess it was at this point that the devil gave up because the devil had who, who wanted job to to cause god and um die the devil job the devil wanted job to cause god and deny god because of everything that has been inflicted all his afflictions and but job said though he slay me yet i will trust him and jesse maxwell continued he said why has terrorism for instance become such an international problem why because terrorists already have given up their lives for the cause this statement of job is a very powerful one even the devil who took permission from god to try job would feel ashamed and very disappointed at himself it is a big blow to him and the moment we realize as christians that god is not the best option but the only option that is when we will begin to trust him job knew that god was not his best option but his only option that is why he said yes even though it is killing me even though this is what will kill me yet i will trust him though he slay me yet i will trust him what a powerful lesson to learn from that and then we can see that even in our affliction god is still good even in our pain god is still good even in that suffering in that thing or the other you're going through god is still good and for you to know that god is still good for you to know that god is still good for you to know that he is the one in charge for you to know that he holds everything in his hands for you to know all this is what it means to trust him is what it means to trust him now let us look at the second character i want us to go to psalm 56 verse 3 we're going to consider the man david psalm 56 verse 3 and it says but when i am afraid i will put my trust in you psalm 53 56 verse 3 from the new Living translation now it says when i am afraid i'll put my trust in you and now this is a question i have for you what do you do when your nerves fails and fear creeps in what do you do run away or complain what do you do as christians we don't do that we do what the psalmist did the psalmist said when i am afraid i'll put my trust in you one thing we should know is that as human we cannot take fear out of our lives fear is part of the package there are so many things that will get us afraid we cannot um subdue it we cannot live a life above fear because we are human but the question is what do you do when you are afraid and the psalmist said when i am afraid i'll put my trust in god learning to trust god an author philippians suggests that david wrote and sang the psalms as therapy for himself and you've got to have yours too no matter how spiritual you are there will get to a time when your nerves will fail you that's when the lesson to trust god begins those moments when all hope is gone those moments when you are lost those moments when it seems like you are on a dead end run that is when 
your lesson to trust God begins. And Elijah, the number one prophet of Israel at that time, who did so much wonders and miracles, even had to learn this lesson hiding in a cave for fear of Jezebel. And in the school of Christianity, this is one major course you cannot skip. Learning to trust God, you cannot skip it. You cannot hide from it. Even if you do carry over, you cannot skip it. You must learn it. You must learn it. You must learn to trust God. You must learn to trust God. What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you're afraid? Just like David trust in god and also this um another bible character i want us to consider is the prophet habakkuk the prophet habakkuk i this man is such a great man and this is what he said in his book habakkuk chapter 3 17 and 18 he says though the fig tree may not blossom nor fruit be on the vines Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18 paraphrased. Though the fig tree may not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. In today's Christianity, what does it really take for Christians to trust God? What do you see? When the business is booming, bank accounts expanding, relationship and family flourishing, or things coming our way? Is that what it takes to trust God? Is this the only way we should trust God? Is this only when God should be trusted? What if things are the other way we never expected? Is our God still trustworthy? Is He still worthy of our trust? And when I came across the book of Habakkuk, this Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18, when I came across this book initially, I was so much inquisitive about this man Habakkuk that I wanted to know more about him. Look at those words in Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, though the flocks of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no fruit, though the flock be cut off from the fold, and there is no head in the store, yet I will rejoice, and I will joy in the God of my salvation. That is what the man Habakkuk said. And when I made my research, I discovered that Habakkuk means to embrace. Habakkuk means to embrace, and the story of his life. Habakkuk teaches us to be praying Christians. The entire book is a dialogue between God and the prophet Habakkuk. And this is the only book in the Bible that is laid out this way. The greatest lesson we learn from Habakkuk is trust. He knew he wasn't in control any more than you are today. So he waited on God and when God finally spoke, Habakkuk had to trust him. And in his closing psalm, he said, Although I don't understand what is happening and nothing is working out the way I would like it, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Wow, what a great statement. What a great statement. What a great statement from that man Habakkuk. And this is where we learn. This is where we see what trust in God means. This is how we learn to trust in God.
this is how we learn to trust in god and when we come back from this break we're going to also consider the three hebrew boys and we also consider the life of joseph these people proved their genuine and real trust in god we'll come back from this break we'll consider them don't go anywhere stay tuned we'll be back shortly You are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is a team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youth yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youth for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ we are known for bearing the yoke in our youth. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Okay, welcome back from that break and thank you for staying tuned so far. I've been talking about um, Bible characters who showed their full trust in God. We've seen the life of um, Job, we've seen David and we've seen the prophet Habakkuk. We've seen the challenges they went through and how they manifested their trust in God. And now I want us to look at the three Hebrew boys as recorded in Daniel chapter 3. The three Hebrew boys, we know their story. These boys were taken as slaves and they were brought into the land of Babylon. At that time, they were serving before this man who was regarded at that moment, at that time, as the king of kings. He was like the king of the whole earth, Nebuchadnezzar. And this is what happened. These boys were brought into Babylon and still they kept hold to their god they didn't get to babylon and leave the god they've been serving they kept hold they kept hold to him and when the time came for them to manifest their trust they really showed that they know the god they served and in daniel chapter 3 verse 17 to 18 I read this is what they said when they were brought before Nebuchadnezzar and when they were brought before the golden calf that they should bow down and worship and when they refused Nebuchadnezzar was furious and he ordered that they be put in the furnace of fire that has been seven times heated and even at that point this is what they said in Daniel 3 verse 17 to 18 paraphrase they said god is able to save us but even if he doesn't we will never serve your gods referring to the king nebuchadnezzar we will never serve your gods and one thing i want us to know is that in the lesson to trust god we must come to the point where we still trust god whether we feel god is having a good day or not 
these Hebrew boys that were renamed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, we do not, we, we, we are not careful to reply you in this matter. They said to him, We don't have to defend ourselves in cases like this. We know and we are sure that the God we serve is able to deliver us from your hand. And then this is what they went ahead to say. But even if he doesn't, we would not bow to any other God except him. <laughs> wow, what a conviction. What a conviction. I'm sure it's at this point that the book got mad. <laughs> what a conviction. It is always in times of test we can discover how far we have come in our lesson to trust God. In school, during other lessons, we may, may think we are learning, but it is during tests that we really know if all those things that we've been taught, if we really assimilated them, if we are really coping, and if we are really learning. It is only in time of test that we know how far we have gone in our lesson to trust God. And when they got to this point, these boys really showed that yes, they trust in God. Now the question is, have you learned to trust God? Your tests will fail. Do you run away when you face challenge? Do you cry out and shout, oh God, why me? Oh God, why me? See, the why me question is a kind of question mark. It shows that we don't trust God. When we begin to question God about situations, when we begin to ask God, why me? Why this situation? Why this or why that? It shows that we don't really trust him. And that should not be the attitude we should put up with as a Christian. And also, I want us to consider this other Bible character, the man Joseph. The man Joseph. Now, from Joseph, from Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, this is what Joseph said to his brethren. Paraphrase, he said, You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. There's so much that is con- contained in just this little sentence the two statements you intended to harm me but god intended it all for good now when you look at the life of joseph and see everything he went through from the age of um 17 how he was sold into slavery he got into the house of potiphar how he was wrongly accused he was thrown into prison and how he stayed there and all those why joseph was saying something good he trusted god he knew it was God's doing. And this is what Pastor Rick Warren have to say. He gave a summary of Joseph's life. He said his life was everything but peaceful. He was sold into slavery by jealous brothers and thrown into prison on false charges. Yet he remembered, yet he remained free of bitterness or regret. And he saw God as the great engineer behind even the worst of circumstances. And when you, you, when you have learned to trust God, three things would happen to you. The first is that you can accept the past. No sin, no choice, no action is too big for God to handle or too bad to be worked out for good. 
the second is that you can embrace the present whether you can embrace the present wherever you are you all be there there will be nothing to be worried about and also you can look expectantly towards the future even if you make mistakes today god still controls your future and you will live life to the fullest if you trust him the best thing you can do is to trust god that is the best thing you can do we will took our test in proverbs chapter 3 5 and 6 he said trust in the lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path you cannot figure out everything on your own so the best thing to do is to trust god is to trust god and when we come back from this break we're going to be considering going to look at the five steps in learning to trust god five steps in learning to trust god stay tuned we'll be back shortly The Youth for Christ team would love to hear from you. So after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will be at the yoke in all youth. Okay, welcome back from that break and thank you for staying tuned. And now I want to talk about the five steps to trusting God. Five steps to trusting God when we don't feel like it. And the first is to the first step is check God's credentials. Now before we trust anyone whether it be a doctor or a car mechanic, we check out their references and find out what our friends say about them whether they are true we do this right now the truth is you can do the same with god what does the bible say about him who is god is he really trustworthy what do our friends say about him what are his testimonies you can check out for the bible said in psalm 119 verse 90 says your faithfulness continues through all generations you establish the earth and it endures so what you should do is check out god's credentials by reading the story of the lives of so many in scripture and asking yourself how god proved himself trustworthy and if he can do it to those people he can also do it to you and the second step is ask for his help ask for his help and the truth is that god wants you to trust him god wants you to trust him ask for god's help ask god to help you to trust him ask him he delighted to help us strengthen and build our trust moses when we ask for his help he's delighted to help us to strengthen us and to build our strength Moses, when we ask for his help for he said in psalm 34 verse 17 when the righteous cry for help the lord hears and rescues them 
from all their troubles and what you should do is to look take time to pray asking god to help you trust him a simple prayer of i trust you lord help my lack of trust is all you need just like that man cried out lord i believe help my unbelief that is what you need lord i trust you help my lack of trust and the third um, step is to hold on choose to hold on now the word trust is a verb an action only you can choose to take no one can do it for you and it's a choice you have to make even when you don't feel like it the truth is that you don't need your emotions permission to hold on and trust god you just have to do it now which of these promises do you need to hear today to help you choose to hold on to god which of them do you need in deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8 god has promised you his presence forever in philippians chapter 4 verse 7 god promised you his peace in isaiah chapter 49 verse 13 god promised you his comfort in second corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 and in philippians chapter 4 verse 19 god promised you his provision in isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 god has promised you his strength in first john chapter 1 verse 9 god has promised you his forgiveness and in exodus chapter 14 verse 14 god has promised to be for you and fight for you now the question is which of these do you really need to hold on to to choose to trust god now what you have to do is that you should know that you don't need your emotions permission you have to trust god even when you don't feel like it and the fourth step is to let go whether you know it or not you all trust in something like we said from the beginning every minute of the day your trust is on something now the question is what are you trusting on maybe you are trusting yourself the doctor or your treatment and yet to fully trust god you must let go of these other things and grasp hold of god with both hands you can't hedge out you can't hedge out your belt and put your trust in both no trust does not fully give in isn't trust isn't a real trust it's simply wishful thinking in disguise a trust that is not full and complete is not a real trust now where we took our test in proverbs 3 5 and 6 say trust in the lord with all of your heart all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding now what you should do is that you should grab hold of god you should give away your fear and worry to the wind and then you should control your emotions and subject it under the word of god and the 15 the fifth step is that you keep a record keep a record of how you see god's faithfulness in your life now when you begin to trust god it builds your confidence in him for the future it raises your expectation of what he can do and what he will do and it sets you up to trust him even more next time so it's like paying into a bank trust to pay into a trust bank as you trust god in the midst of whatever life throws at you you discover that god is faithful and able 
now what you have to do is to know the god you serve know therefore what the lord your god know therefore that the lord your god is good the faithful god who keeps covenant who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandment to a thousand generations that is the true chapter 7 verse 9 from the esv version so you have to trust god you have to know that he is able and ready to help you now having known the five steps to trust god just like we said from the beginning that trusting god can be one of the hardest things about the christian life but the truth is that it is not impossible in fact it's an essential part of your faith journey because trusting god is the key to living a meaningful life trusting god is a key to living a meaningful life one that god can use and will bring him glory so how can you learn to trust him we've seen the five steps now how can you learn to trust him learning to trust god is a very intentional process it doesn't come up by default it is intentional you have to learn it it takes commitment to build a trusting relationship with a person and it's the same with god we wouldn't blindly trust someone we don't know so making efforts to know god better is the first step to trust him now you can trust god through his words the bible is god's word to us it is the perfect place to start even if it's a single chapter or only a few verses just make that commitment to read it every day and meditate on it meditate on it this is how we get to know god's character by seeing how he responds to people in both good and bad situations we will learn of his mercy and grace toward men and women who constantly mess up for example read about the lives of the israelites in the old testament and you see how god dealt with them and you see how god was faithful and you will know that god is trustworthy and you know that he is trustworthy god is always trustworthy if truly you trust him and also another way is trusting god through prayer talking to someone is one of the best ways to get to know them and we talk to god through prayer he often answers back through his word the holy spirit or even other believers but there is no limit to how god will communicate with you it might be through a beautiful sight in nature or through a kind word from a stranger be on the lookout for his answers being aware of god's answers to our prayers is one way to develop our trust in him and also one way again by which we can trust god is trusting god through community and i want you to surround yourself with people who will encourage you in your spiritual journey helping you learn more and grow your faith in the lord now when um when um, um th- this judge of israel was his name when he was afraid to go out to battle when he was afraid to go out to battle god told him to go to the midianite, midianite camp and hear what the people are saying let him go and hear 
what they were saying and when he got there he heard what they were saying and that alone was enough to encourage him and he was able to go to that battle and he overcame so you surround yourself with people who will encourage you in your spiritual journey helping you learn more and grow your faith in the lord when you are in a community of those whose lives are examples of how trustworthy god really is you can be encouraged in your walk with him you can be encouraged in your walk with him let us take this break and we'll be back shortly You are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youths yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. And as we conclude on today's episode, I want us to quickly consider this portion of scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. That is Romans chapter 8, verse 28. <laughs> wow, what a great portion of scripture. Romans 8, 28. And the opening sentence says, And we know. And we know. And the question is, What do we know? What do we know? Just like we've been saying since before you can successfully trust anybody, you have to know them. And so before you can successfully trust God, you have to know him intimately. Humanly, you cannot trust someone you don't know. And so you cannot trust a God you know nothing about. And the second thing to know is discovering God's purpose for your life. I want to tell you that knowing what God has said about you, his plan concerning you, and his intentions towards you is the only thing that can keep you going in this lesson to trust him. If you don't know, look at what Joseph said to his brethren. He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good because he knew. So you have to know God's plan for your life. Abraham had to be in the school of learning to trust God for 25 years, but because he knew that God has promised, he kept on. Joseph had to wait for nearly 14 years to achieve his dream because he knew what God had said, he kept on. And David had to learn to govern God's people wandering in the wilderness for almost 15 years. And so yet in all those processes, these people still believed God because they knew 
what he has said because they know him they know that he is faithful and he is just and they know that he can never fail so learning to trust god you have to know him you have to know his purpose for you that's why you have to so that you have to hold on and trust him more and the question is do you know romans 8 28 says for we know and the question is do you know do you know this is learning to trust god and you have to know him you have to know him and if you have not yet come to the knowledge of who god is it is time for you to do that now you have to trust him with all of your heart you don't have to lean on your own understanding you have to drop everything you came with you have to drop all those your ideologies and what you think about him drop it and trust in him with all your heart if you've not yet given your life to christ this is an opportunity to do that jesus is the only one who is trustworthy if you trust him he will show himself faithful he will show himself faithful because faithful is he who has promised and he will never disappoint you okay we've come to the end of today's episode and thank you for staying tuned to the end thank you till we see again till we meet again in our next episode i say grace to you and peace from god the father and our lord jesus christ I remain your anchor, Kachko Inther. Goodbye and God bless you. You have listened to what God says to you today, a podcast of the Youthful for Christ team, and we believe it has highly imparted and richly blessed you. Please make sure you stay tuned every Friday for new and inspiring episodes.